Hi there and welcome to episode 30 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes of the Writing Guy. Now, um, I think yesterday I was mentioning that uh, uh, I had to review part of this uh, this mega bid I'm working on. And I think I, I remember saying, um, just referring to the fact that I'd had to read the same page or paragraph once, twice, three, f- even four times uh, before I understood it. And, and even then it was, it was pretty opaque. And um, it just kind of got me thinking about, you know, the, the, the stuff that I'm reading in this bid, and it's not just the, the, the bid, it's, it's things that I've read B2B, pieces of B2B communication that I've, I've read and reviewed for the last 20, 30 years, it just never fails to amaze me how people that I know to be intelligent, educated people can basically write such drivel <laughs> and expect to get away with it and think that it, it's, it's acceptable for somebody who's going to take the time and trouble to, to read it. And so, you know, this has been kind of exercising me a bit and I've been thinking about, uh, you know, why, why do educated, intelligent people write stuff like this that's verbose and long-winded and full of technical jargon and business speak and MBA-itis and bullshit bingo and... Uh, sow severely overused words and and just cr- clumsy sort of boilerplate prefabricated phrases and i can only i can only assume that it's it's become a default in a way because it's the refuge of the lazy writer you know they they sort of they reach across their desk for a prefabricated phrase here or a boilerplate Clause there or something that they've used before there because it, it, it's easy it's to hand they've they've used it before uh, without really thinking about the reader i th- I think one of the biggest problems but besides the obvious problem of management speak and mba itis and phrases like best in breed and leading edge and uh, you know we are committed you have our full committed we are committed to doing whatever it is they're proposing to do besides all that sort of you know bullshit basically uh, i think another pro- another problem is the overuse of abstract of abstract language so just just looking at the opening paragraph of of a particular section of this bid it's a four line paragraph and and in it you've already you've got at least You've got at least five sort of abstract concepts. You've got the idea of a, of a vision, and a vision usually is something that you, 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 you see. It's visual, and yet where's the graphic? There's no picture of the vision, so already there's a disconnect for the reader. How the vision relates to the company's mission, or the idea of relationship as an abstract. You know, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's an abstract conceptual theoretical construct uh, which which is more demanding on the reader's brain and then in the next in the same line we've got this idea of commitment you know we commit ourselves to bringing the client to its full potential whatever the hell that means so again that's another abstract concept that we've got to wrestle with in our brains to to try and make sense of and then this idea of fulfilling the client's potential well, again, potential is 
is a very theoretical concept. And so we're racking our brains to, to put in kind, some kind of, to concretize it in a way and put it in, in terms that we can see and feel and touch and understand and relate to. And then uh, at the end of this particular paragraph, which by the way is meant to be a, an executive summary, uh, the writer talks about empowering the network to provide that word again, the P word. You know, what, what does that mean to empower the network? To plug into the national grid and give it electricity or to, to arm them all with weapons or AK-40? I mean, you know, what, what, <laughs> what does it mean? So the point I'm making is that the more abstract and conceptual and theoretical our language, the harder we're making our reader work to get our meaning. And so I'll just say again, and this is going to be a quick, this is going to be a pretty short episode, um, just remind, remind us all of, of some of the, the pearls of wisdom, the gems in that book, uh, The Elements of Style. As a reminder, they, they tell us that we need to prefer the, the concrete to the abstract, the specific to the generic and the definite to the vague. So language that is full of concrete imagery and references, language that is specific rather than generic and generalizations, language that is definite, where the author is stating clearly what they mean and what they intend to do rather than what is vague or occult or hidden or opaque. Our language that is specific, concrete and definite is going to land more powerfully and more firmly on the reader than language that is vague, uh, generic and, um, and abstract. So on that note, I'm going to leave it there for now uh, for episode 30 and I hope to see you tomorrow for episode 31. The bottom line just, well, I've already, I've already summarised the bottom line, specific, concrete, definite. I'll see you tomorrow for episode 31. Thanks very much. Bye now.